Testing. Awesome. Okay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sunday Bitcoiner podcast. I've skipped a month. It's finally happened. I got good reasons, though. It's been pretty busy. And, uh, yeah, it's it's tough to stay interested um, in, uh, in things when there's just so many things going on at the same time. And staying focused on what you want to stay focused on is so incredibly challenging. Hope you've all been doing good. Hope you got a nice cup of coffee in your hand or a cup of tea or whatever is your thing. You're probably hearing some background noise. Uh, Reason being is I'm trying something a little bit different today. I'm trying to make this a little bit more conversational. As if, you know, you were just in the room with me. So this means I'm not really editing the sound. And I have like some windows open. So you just can hear some background noise. So if you feel like falling asleep to this, go ahead. I can't tell you the number of podcasts I've listened to that have helped me fall asleep. So hopefully this is soothing as well. If you're trying to take a nap or you're like you're still in your morning snooze phase. um, Recorded this on a Friday, but publishing it on a Sunday as usual. That's pretty much the only thing that's consistent with this podcast. Um, Yeah. Uh, As I've been saying, I've been trying to do every single month to record an episode, but I think I skipped a month and potentially maybe even two. And um, yeah, I mean, a couple of reasons I've been away. Uh, I've been traveling a lot and um, just have so many things going on, on on a personal level. Um, you know, if it feels like, uh, like I said, it's so hard to stay focused on what really matters and not just that is understanding what really matters. Like what are the distractions? What are the priorities? I don't know if anyone's else been struggling with this, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, lots of things just come along in life and you just ask yourself questions. So. This is more of a rant, more than a a Bitcoin episode. Um, Maybe it's also a Bitcoin episode, but I I guess I wanted to mostly talk about where I've been gone to and some of the things that have preoccupied my mind. Maybe you could find a a link with Bitcoin and for new new Bitcoiners or no coiners or shit coiners, maybe this doesn't resonate with you or maybe there's you don't see an apparent link with Bitcoin, but Um, I'll try to make it a little bit more evident. I kind of like this uh, ambient sound type of thing uh, going on. So let me know if you enjoy it more. Um, Yeah, not not really no structure um, for this type of episode. Um, Yeah, let's talk about my travels. Actually, before I do that, random factoid I just remembered is... um, And maybe worth clarifying around the direction of this podcast or this show and these episodes. Um, 
when I traveled to Miami a couple of uh, months back, I, I had the opportunity to, to set up some episodes with guests and so on. And um, right now, again, just only have one guest on the record for each of the episodes I've published. But I kind of prefer it that way. Um, I, I prefer to be a little bit more intentional. I had some other guests lined up. Uh, one that was pretty interested, but he was kind of a shitcoiner. Uh, and was there for the Bitcoin conference. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Set something up or blah, blah, blah. He was in the mining industry, but um, not just for Bitcoin, for shitcoins as well. Uh, in any case, the direction of... The reason I wanted to bring this up before I talk about travels is... Um, just the direction of this podcast and, and where it's going. Um, this podcast has no direction. That's the disclaimer. It's whatever you want it to be. You want to listen to this. You don't. You're more than welcome to. It's just a guy ranting on a microphone. And we'll keep it that way because I don't want to be on camera. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so... And the reason I, I brought that up is, I don't know, I just randomly thought of, you know, what can the, the audience think about the purpose of this podcast or the value that I, that I can have by just listening to it. And the truth is, uh, value is subjective. You can choose to take from this whatever you want. That's kind of the purpose of me putting it out there. It's just my thoughts, my opinions, and... Uh, that's how it should be as well when you make a judgment of, hey, I want to listen to this if this is uh, valuable information or not. So a couple of episodes might just be rants on recent news or tidbits or facts that uh, I keep learning along the way, not just about Bitcoin, but about life and about a um, couple of additional things surrounding Bitcoin, what's going on in the world and what's worth noticing what's not worth noticing yeah um so uh where was i gone to um i traveled to eastern european countries more specifically bulgaria and romania and gosh this uh this trip really kind of changed my perspective during it um i was uh uh, I was hosted by a couple of people. Um, I went with a friend and uh, we visited um, family. His family visited my family as well. Um, and in any case, his family, uh, uh, they're Bulgarian. And uh, I recently found out that Bulgarians really like uh, Jordan Peterson. And I, I kind of found that funny. And they were telling me about... Uh, uh, the time uh, Jordan B. Peterson came to Sofia, which is the capital of Bulgaria. And um, his first impression was uh, there are a lot of graffitis there. And it's quite an interesting like observation to make. But what I found most interesting is the fascination of Bulgarians with uh, Jordan Peterson. And vice versa. Um, apparently, Jordan Peterson, that... Uh, uh, the hope for said that the hope for humanity uh, resides in Eastern European countries, and you know what? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about, and what was what's been on my mind recently is 
I'm back in the Western world and I'm just like, I keep being taken aback by day-to-day activities that, you know, in, in Eastern Europe, um, I'm not taken aback by. I don't know if it's a sense of nostalgia or it's because I was born there. Um, I have no idea. But the only thing I keep noticing is like, in, in Eastern Europe, what was very, very interesting is there, it's like people have become accustomed to the fact that you shouldn't trust anyone and you should take ownership of your own life and do live the way you want to live. Um, and you can make a killing if you want to make a killing. You can do whatever you want. Um, you can have a decent life. Uh, despite, you know, the, the non the non like happy go lucky behavior or it's it's hard to describe, but your interactions with people aren't necessarily always pleasant. It's very dry. But at the same time, it's very different than uh, in Western societies where um, you know, you go to a restaurant and people smile on your face or you just have an interaction, you go to a coffee shop and uh, people smile on your face, but at the same time, they do everything they can to just get in your business or like burst your bubble. And you're just like, bro, leave me the fuck alone. Uh, like in Eastern Europe, they don't do that. They, you know, you go to a coffee shop, like people wait in line, they do their shit and, uh, you know, very cut and dry. But for some reason, all of the services, while they, even though they like treat you with no warmth, you get what you what you want and what you need, what you, what you go there for. So an example that really struck me is, Jesus Christ, bro, I, I walk into McDonald's, uh, well, I walk into McDonald's is, uh, is not very factual because I haven't been in a McDonald's in quite a while, but I walk into any fast food or you can walk into any fast food here and it'll take you more time to get your meal um, then in a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant in an Eastern European country. And in my mind, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I've consistently noticed this. Um, and the food is obviously consistently better too, um, just in general, more savory. But uh, it's this weird, weird feeling that you're like, yeah, um, in Western society, like people are nice to your face because they want a tip, blah, blah, blah. In Eastern Europe, you don't tip at a restaurant unless you think they really deserve it. Um, so they don't expect it. And for some reason, they don't feel the need to be particularly courteous or whatever. They will serve you what you need and then that's it. You know, you're going to pay and that's that's the end of it. That's the end of the transaction here. It just feels like it's prolonged to make you feel like it's a sense of belonging. But it's a little bit very it's a little bit, but kind of very um, superficial. It's so strange, man. This morning I woke up to go grab some coffee at a local coffee shop. And it was just a whole mess. Like people, the there's this group of people that came in and 
they each ordered they each uh grabbed the ticket in line to order their own things but it was the same group and one of the persons was offering to pay for everyone so basically what they were effectively doing is they would just grab tickets to be in the line and to have more not waiters but um baristas or whatever you call them give them attention like this group occupied like three baristas at the same time when it could have been one barista one person gives everyone's order within the group and bam that's it the other baristas can serve the other people and can move on with their life but instead they t- they chose the most inefficient path and everyone was just like happy and being courteous and even the baristas were like making conversation and in the meantime bro i had to grab my coffee and i had to go to fucking fiat uh, fiat work like bro what is this shit like uh, i'm not singing kumbaya with everyone like what the fuck is going on uh hello i'm here to grab my coffee whereas in eastern europe if this shit would happen everyone would have been like bro what the fuck is wrong with you like just grab your shit and go come on like uh, next 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 let's go what do you want okay coffee okay here you go uh, five bucks all right five bucks okay thank you fuck you have a nice day well they don't say fuck you but like you know what i mean and um in a certain way it oddly feels a little bit more human and it feels a little bit less superficial um that approach um so this this is one of the reasons that um this trip and uh, the quote by Jordan Peterson kind of like uh, struck me it's because i i kind of knew this coming back that this would be this situation and i'm kind of like really mourning the fact that i was there and just enjoying some really delicious food savory um fast service no need for superficial pleasantries you're not there for that you know you're there to enjoy yourself have a good time the waiter doesn't need to be part of the experience or the barista doesn't need to be part of the experience and in the process they're actually helping you because they're actually giving your food better instead of uh making jokes and laughing and i don't know maybe it sounds very cold what i'm saying but at the same time it's all this like froth and like it's weird um and i the way i see it is the same thing as a like just doing a bitcoin transaction versus doing a wire transfer or opening up three different uh, credit cards to pay one off with the other and have a pre- prepaid because uh costco only accepts mastercard and all of this shit it's just like a big mess of things to make it seem like it's more convenient for you when sometimes you just put in a little bit more effort you know you go past the pleasantries you go past the conveniences and you get a more effective result and i, I don't know if anyone will be able to resonate with this concept but this is what i see with uh, with bitcoin and why i'm uh, um i'm such a huge proponent for bitcoin is I've had this experience before and I think I've mentioned it in in previous uh, um podcast episodes of what it's like to transact and pay in Bitcoin versus what it's like to pay in fiat. Most people know how to pay in fiat, but not many people know what how awesome the experience is like to transact in Bitcoin. 
how seamless it is, how effective it is. It's not efficient because efficiency, um, there's, there's a compromise. Uh, efficiency is doing it fast and doing it fast or making it seem like it's being done fast. But at the same time, um, there's, there's a cut in quality, right? And it feels like here um, in Western societies, things are very efficient, but not very effective. Um, whereas in Eastern Europe, things are super effective, not to quote uh, Pokemon, but things are super effective, but they're absolutely inefficient. Like, it's, it's a whole mess understanding what needs to be done. There's no, like, ready integration between, oh, yeah, you need to go this, you need to do that. You need to figure that, that shit out on your own. But you put in the time, and it's so much more effective. Um, so that's kind of what I noticed. And, uh, uh, it, it was all just like a, a perfect storm, in this travel as well, because, uh, uh, I also read the, the book, um, by Lionel Shriver, uh, the mandibles and for everyone, including no coiners that may be listening to this shit coiners that may be listening to this and Bitcoiners, if you have not read this book, I highly encourage you to read this book. It's, uh, um, it's a work of art. Um, the Mandibles, I, I kept hearing it on other podcasts that I'd listen to and Bitcoiners would probably know what uh, other podcasts those are and who mentions the Mandibles. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, at this point in some podcasts, it's basically a, retur- uh, a recurring joke, but it's just insane to, to notice that, you know, these symptoms that I've described of things being super efficient and super integrated with one another in the Western world uh, actually ends up becoming their downfall. Um, and the, this superficial mm, pleasantries actually turns very, very sour um, in, in the book. Um, so in, uh, the book describes a, a very dystopian future of what it would be like if um, the, the US dollar would go through a hyperinflation um, episode, hyperinflation crisis, and it paints a very, very vivid picture. Um, it is a fictitious book, but nonetheless, what was very interesting is the symptoms of this hyperinflation, that hypothetical hyperinflation that happens with the, the US dollar, um, are some things that like you just pick up you start seeing on your day-to-day when you walk around in these Western countries. Um, an example is I was walking with, um, I was walking with a friend and walking downtown and uh, my friend said, oh my gosh, uh, we were just walking and this was maybe a couple weeks back, like two, three weeks back. And, um, my friend said, oh my gosh, there are so many commercial spaces up for rent. So we would walk on some of the main streets of my city and streets that would be filled with, I don't know how many shops and not just like small, small medium enterprise uh, businesses, but even big businesses like, uh, you know, on, on main streets, like trying to advertise their product, their food, their clothes whatever and like 
it was very sobering that someone else noticed how many vacancies there were. Like shops just closing down on main streets. Um, when you walk at night in places that used to be very animated, now um, lots of them have turned a little bit lifeless and it's a little bit... And when I say lifeless, I, I just mean like, you know, there's not a cat in the street. Um, and it's just weird to notice this and you, you ask these questions like, what exactly is going on? And then you read a book like The Mandibles where these things are vividly described and implied that it's due to hyper, hyperinflationary episodes. And, you know, it just gets your mind going like, what the fuck? fuck am I doing here <laughs> whereas you see um I went to um went in the eastern Europe like I said and I kind of saw the same thing but weirdly and strangely not to the same level as here like and, and these are societies that thrived well quote-unquote thrived um saying this with a little bit of sarcasm and uh, you know assumption that you can maybe interpreted that they thrived during um socialism or communist times well it's not exactly the case right but like those places that's when they were packed that's when the most quote-unquote progress was made uh the most uh, important part of their industrialization happened and um you think that now all of those places would be abandoned and would be in ruin which is kind of true uh lots of them are but for some reason even though they look in ruin and everything's fucking rusted and amusement parks are old as shit like people still walk around there um, people still stop uh, for coffee or a beer at any time during the day. Uh, terraces and patios are open basically all summer. And people make the most out of it every day. Every single patio that you see, there's at least two or three people sitting down, grabbing a juice, grabbing a coffee or whatever. Um, and they all smoke cigarettes, which is kind of fucked up, but whatever. I mean, if you smoke, you smoke. I'm not going to take that away from you if it's one of your pleasures. Um, it's not badly seen, apparently, uh, there, as it is um, in Western cultures. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of like... Uh, that's probably one thing I'll give to places like here, where, you know, I'm not a huge fan of... Uh, cigarette smoke so i don't know like uh live and let live i suppose but yeah in any case um that was one thing i wasn't such a huge fan of it's like everyone smokes you see little fucking kids that smoke as well and they think they're cool as shit i mean power to them i guess um but anyway, that's uh, everywhere in Nora at the same time. It was just interesting to notice that despite these societies being ruined, quote unquote, and, uh, you know, have having had their peak uh, in 
the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, or whatever. Uh, just seeing that the fact that there are more people hanging out. Oh, and another thing. So many young families. I've seen so many new couples with uh, babies compared to um, a place like my city or any other Western city for, for that matter. Um, and this is just an observation, right? It's not a fact. It's just what I've been observing. So again, this, this isn't my opinion. It's what I observe. So you could say uh, you're full of shit. Uh, you could probably be in your own right because this is what I've observed. Maybe it's something you've, you've observed differently. But um, it was very interesting to see that there was so many folks uh, that had um, strollers and little kids running around everywhere. And those little kids were running around oblivious to the fact that everything else was in ruin and... This fucking cotton candy machine they wanted to buy cotton candy from was probably older than their parents, bro. Like, it, it was, it's just so fucking weird. Um, the, the difference in, uh, the differences in approach. And it, it, it made me question a lot of things um, in terms of, is it worth staying in, uh, in a Western society like this one or... You know, if uh, people's lives, even though, you know, um, they're not grinding 24-7, they, it feels like they enjoy it a little bit more. I don't know. And it's, it's very strange. In, in any case, uh, I think... Um, You, the U.S., um, Canada, it, it just feels, ever since 2020, it just feels so, so different. Um, like, everything has gone incredibly worse, uh, a, a turn for the worse in terms of quality, in terms of service, except... The, the 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 fakeness of it all or the superficiality and it, it's kind of weird because um i'm not a person to be on social media and i wonder what if this is why you know i don't like see the the quote-unquote good things because this on social media we we all know that people post only the best moments and uh, the best places to be so maybe i'm just not aware of them um, but it, it, it's just, at, at the same time, it's very sobering, the fact that I'm not on social media, except Damis, uh, and Damis is not a social media, my bad, so forget that, but Noster, um, even Noster, Noster feels like the Eastern Europe of social media, <laughs> it's so weird to say, but like, people just vibing, bro, and that's it, they just vibe. Uh, they don't, no one trusts anyone or whatever. It's just like, we're vibing. We're all in this shit together. And we're on the most effective, not efficient, um, social media of it all. So Noster is Eastern Europe. <laughs> Your posts 
um, get put out way faster than Twitter for some reason. So think about that shit. Huh? Think about how, wow, oh my God, I just blew my own mind. Like, this is the perfect metaphor of, like, Noster being Eastern Europe and um, Twitter being civilized societies or westernized countries. Like, Twitter UI looks good. It's been rebranded. It's now X. It's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we're verifying people now. And, you know, it's more secure, blah, blah, blah. Noster's just like, I, I don't give a fuck, bro. Listen, you just got to remember your end pub, your private key, and boom, you're in. You want what you what do you want? You want to post a thing? Okay, go post a thing. And holy shit. Yeah, this this uh, this metaphor kind of is kind of it, bro. Noster is like Bitcoin. Um, Noster is the, the, the Bitcoin of social media. Uh, Bitcoin is the Eastern Europe of money, bro. Boom, that's it. I just found my title for my episode as well. Anyway, it was just a, a quick rant. Um, because I, I just found it, uh, you know, found it pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. This has been a very, very strange comeback for me to uh, to uh, to Western country for all the reasons I just listed and all of these observations that I made. So key takeaway from this episode, if you want some value add is go visit Bulgaria, go visit Romania, go visit Slovakia, Czech Republic, all of those shits, bro, because they got it figured out. But particularly Bulgaria and Romania for some reason, um, they, they, they got it figured out. And if you want some good fucking food for good prices, Bro, it feels like I'm a, I'm a like a marketing uh, sales guru or some shit. But I'm telling you, if you haven't been there, you have to go there. Um, you have to see this shit for yourself. Food is better. Um, everything's effective, not efficient. It takes a little bit more time to get it. But once it's done, it's done right. And um, except for actually food in and of itself. Um, you know, it, it takes pretty fast to get your fucking food. It's so weird. But it takes a while to order. You know why it takes a while to order? Um, because uh, the, the waitresses and the waiters, they don't really give a fuck. Um, they don't, you know, come to see you like, hey, how have you been? Should I get you started with drinks? Blah, blah, blah. No. What you want. But it takes some time to get what you want. And you need to learn to read those fucking languages. So, Eastern Europe... Uh, seems like the place to be thanks to uh, uh, the quote that uh, jo- Jordan Peterson mentioned I, I don't know if he actually mentioned it or not this is what I heard uh, but it kind of all fits together so Eastern Europe equals Noster equals Bitcoin and now you know also where I'm originally from so uh, yeah hope you enjoyed this episode um again so many different things in this one Uh, like no structure at the same time i didn't really have time to prepare this episode's a little bit like eastern europe it's like to the point okay what information do you want i'll give it to you you don't want this information all right fuck off no problem (laughs) with that being said i hope you all all have a nice day um follow me on noster 
if you know my pub key, if you don't, then uh, I won't be talking to you anytime soon. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope to continue churning one out every month uh, from now on, but who knows? Life is hectic, folks. Enjoy your coffee, enjoy your day, and catch you in the next one.